0: Back with the Bell News podcast here from France at the Haute Route Pyrenees. I'm Spencer Paulison here with my friend Matt Malo Bonsoir. and Matt and I have figured out the key to cycling recovery oh, nutrition, mm. and it's it's, the, it's kebab. the kebab. It's a kebab. A Vic two days two days in a row of kebabs.
1: Delicious. Uh,
0: it's our second lunch of the day. We always yeah. do
1: double lunch. Got to get really hungry. Yeah, you burn a couple calories on these long days on the bike.
0: Turns out, yeah, the uh, the kebab shop in Tarbes. Very good. Yes. I'd say better than the one in Po.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tarbes. Spicier. really well known for its local kebabs, as we know of eating one <laughs> so far. Um, we're experts now. Yeah, I mean, we're basically purveying the whole Pyrenees for their, for their, for their kebabs. Delicious. You know?
0: Delicious yeah. kebabs. Absolutely. And so today was stage three. We started in Po. Wow. We left Po, and we went to Tarb's. Took uh, the long way around. Yep. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it the right way. Yeah, it is a long way. Tarbes. It definitely was the long way. 153 kilometers. And we went over two big climbs. Big ones. And we started with a really long neutral rollout.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think 20 kilometers, practically. About 20K, a little bit in part because of weather and high traffic today. It is a holiday, national holiday here in France, across Europe in general, 15th of August. And uh, so a lot of people on the road, they wanted to keep it safe out there. and uh, Rightly so. Yeah.
0: I'd say so. It was, you know, it was a great start. It was cloudy and cool, yeah. which is a nice change from the sunny heat we've had. We've it was, had the last
1: two days super bright and sunny.
0: It was, yeah. Today and it was also very humid, which is yeah. a little weird for me coming yeah. from Colorado, which is basically a desert. For me, it's uh, very normal. It's today it's normal it's for très you. Normal. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we had we went our we went up the valley essentially that we descended yesterday off of the Col off de Sulor. The Sulor. Or, Yeah, yeah. Yep, so we went up that valley and hooked a left onto the north side of the Col de Spandels. And this is just such a cool climb. Oh, it
1: was an amazing climb. I mean, I think we, by the end of it, by the end of the day, we were just sort of in awe of it. It's a bit of a local climb, um, and for sure turning out to be one of our favorites so far along the old route.
0: It's narrow, it's like a bike path, basically, that goes up up this huge mountain. mountain. Yeah,
1: and lots of switchbacks,
0: switchbacks, a lot of steep ramps as well.
1: A little bit of gravelly mix on the top of the road. A here little and bit there. of a rough surface as yeah, well.
0: Yeah. Uh, not too bad, I'd no. say on the no, whole. No. It's not your butter smooth pavement that you get on some.
1: No, it's got a lot of character here. Strong. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. We climbed out of the clouds. It was an inversion today. It was yeah. so cool to be in these clouds and then reach the point where you start to see the peaks emerging. And the light. You couldn't the really see light. the
1: sunrise until you are above the clouds. Exactly.
0: And you see these craggy rocks up on the ridgelines above the shoulder of the Spandels.
1: Yes, Ibex and unicorns live up there.
0: Yes, primarily unicorns. Mostly. There's a yes. handful this of Ibex. This is what Spandels is known for. Yes, it's the mm-hmm. unicorn. It
1: reminded hole. me of a good old-fashioned New England climb, sort of a backwoods climb that, that I really love, especially it being quiet and... There was a bit of pine trees on the on the descent too, which was really cool. Yeah. And again, really lush, like you've been saying, the light and the green. Yes. Really special.
0: Emerald green, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We drop into this awesome high valley, cruise through a few villages, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, that it wasn't timed on the descent off Spandels,
1: which was thankfully quite critical. Oh yeah. Because
0: it was a very squirrely, was a little fast hairy. descent.
1: Yeah. But, um, Which is probably part of the reason why too they can't even they couldn't even fit the caravan for the Tour de France through this thing yeah. tiny little road, sketchy descent
0: so that's the, that's what's nice about what we do is we yeah. don't have to stick to those big roads like the Tour
1: no that's a really beautiful part of the of the where you get to know a little bit of the backwoods of the Pyrenees
0: yes and quite on the opposite side of the spectrum yes we rode up the valley and got to the Col du Tourmalet absolutely and that is. Quite the circus today, yeah. because it was all, everyone was on holiday, and everyone was going up to their tourmalade today, it seemed like. It
1: was a circus, it was also a great moment, we had a really great climb, you were crushing up at the front with uh, the spandels, and then we luckily had that neutral moment down the bottom, and then you sort of said, hey, I'm going to turn it on today and blast up the tourmalade. What was that about? You crushed it.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right, I did. I, I don't know, I get... You know, I get a little sheepish about this time. Come on, man.
1: You won the stage. It was That's awesome. True. We're proud of you. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. Hammered it out. very
0: nice of you to say that. And
1: I was thinking of you all the way because it reminded me I haven't climbed a lot of roads in Colorado, but I said this one's built just for Spencer.
0: That's true. Uh, the Tourmalet is a nice, pretty gr- pretty steady gradient.
1: Long, gradual, Se- Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's this average 7.3%, 19 kilometers. It, it tops out at a very high altitude, Whew. 2,117 meters. So, yeah, it felt
1: Slightly above familiar. the sea level I, leave, I live at. A little bit. Yeah.
0: A little bit. It felt familiar, and it was gorgeous. And the one thing I will say about, yes, uh, I did have the fastest time for the mm. time segments. Cool. But this is kind of the weird sidebar, though, is that uh, the way they like did today, for instance, and this is the case for some Fondos that I've done, they, they have time segments on the climbs and then mm-hmm. we also had a time segment in the valley at the very end and there's some weird nuance where if for instance this italian guy who is close to me he
1: started like he rolled a, through the timing section yeah
0: in the bunch before i right. did so i kind of automatically had a few seconds on him it's like a marathon where when you cross the start yeah. your time starts when and when starts. you cross the finish your time right. stops it's it, it makes sense in some ways, but it also isn't like a normal bike race where you just say, Not go. go." Right, The bunch goes. First across the line. Right. So, anyway, this Italian guy, I think Guillermo is his name. Yeah. He smoked me at the top of the Tourmalet. He put, like, almost a minute into well, me on that final ramp. It's those
1: so were some serious ramps the last time. Steep day. at the yeah, top. Yeah, Super
0: steep at the top. Crazy. And uh, not to take anything away from the Tourmalet, you know, like I said, it was kind of a zoo. But it is just epically beautiful up there. The mountains are huge. It's just gorgeous, expansive view. And you you get a great view on both sides, too. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's really cool. When you're up in the sort of where the road goes over the summit, you could look east. You could look west. um, You can really take it all in. You're at the highest point, the highest paved road pass in the Pyrenees. And... um, yeah, something definitely special, you know, knocking it off. It's one of the monuments in cycling on the mountain. So Clearly. it is special yeah. to do. You know, it would be maybe super cool to do it on a Tuesday morning, you know, really early with no one around, you know, but we did pick the busiest day in summer to do it. And luckily, it was not raining. It was super beautiful up there, it was a sunny day. Weather was beautiful up the top. Weather was great.
0: It was beautiful up top. And that's a good little tip for you listeners if you want to come to France and ride the Tourmalet. Find an off day to do it when yeah. it's a little mellower, Absolutely. and it's a, it's an awesome climb. We did the west side, yep. by the way, west right. side. West side, got to keep it tight. Went over the top, had some snacks, and then we dropped down back into the clouds. Back
1: into the clouds. It was That was probably the coolest descent, I mean, temperature-wise. In both ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, so I, uh, I
0: saw an eagle, golden eagle, on the awesome. way down. Awesome. Gold yeah, needles, yeah. You, you could see them in the pyrenees here i saw
1: a lot Very of cool. campers and i saw a ferrari that i almost met head on yes. uh, in one of the turns but that's... luckily it was probably driven by an italian so
0: i'm glad you were sticking to our first rule of oh, the, yeah.
1: of the whole pyrenees stay alive stay alive yep. don't die don't die that's our rule for mm-hmm. this this Indeed. event
0: we dropped down we we saw a donkey on the side of the road oh yeah yeah it was a uh, full on yeah. Yeah. And we, and we collected a big group of some friends that we've been riding with over the last few days. Yep. We all rode this last time segment pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, it was
1: smart. They had neutralized the downhill of the Tourmalet because of the traffic. And again, that's one of those things where you get to be able to take it in. And then we sort of regrouped, we sort of all knew this was gonna be a big downhill valley uh, blast, headwind into the into the village. And so we got a bunch of people together.
0: Yeah. Apart from a uh, little bit of sprinkles, a little bit of wet pavement, a little bit of wet cobblestones. Oh, yeah, that was a We We survived. We were fine. Um, yeah. Paceline etiquette was questionable at times, yeah, but there was a little decent. Yeah. I give it a B minus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not bad. No. Oh. And uh, we made it through. So totally. uh, that was stage three, and it was an awesome stage.
1: It was a really awesome stage, and for sure, you know, the highlight for lots of people here to come ride over the Tourmalet. Something I've been looking forward to, personally, and it lived up to it. That said... I'll go ride the Spandels three times.
0: Hit up the Spandels. Yeah. As always, this episode of the Velo News Podcast special series here at the Haute Rue Pyrenees is brought to you by Topical Edge. Topical Edge is a bicarbonate lotion that you use before a ride, before any sort of workout. And you can also use it for recovery. Matt and I have been using it religiously here at the Haute Rue Pyrenees. I can say that I definitely think it helps me. You don't have to believe me on that. If you want to get a free sample, you can just go to topicaledge.com slash news and ask for a free sample and they'll send it right to you. And beyond our own personal experience with topical edge, I can tell you that they've had a, an independent clinical study, randomized, double blind, placebo controlled, the real deal at San Diego State University's exercise and nutritional sciences department. And according to their study, uh topical edge gives you faster recovery lower heart rate and perceived exertion more fuel to the muscle it's just good stuff so head to topicaledge.com slash fellow news give it a try you got nothing to lose and thanks to topical edge for supporting this podcast all right man let's talk some wine all right
1: yeah so we rode from po uh through the high mountains in the Pyrenees. We took the long way. We took the real long way. We were just joking because someone said to us, Oh, I live in Po, it's only an hour away. I was like, no, it's about six hours away, the way we went. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, we went all the way up and over the mountains, but popped back out to Tarb, which is a village about an hour southwest by car, south uh, east by car from Po. And it basically is right into the, into the meaty Pyrenees. So we've kind of changed departments a little bit within the Pyrenees themselves. And really to the north of us is really where the wine is being made. Again, we talked about last night the altitude in the Pyrenees is really quite high. In some of the lower valleys, you'll find some small, small productions, which is really cool. Um, I'll do a little more work and research and find out some, some of those little nooks and crannies between the mountains. Um, but... What I did notice today, especially when we were riding up to the Tourmalet, were uh, some signs for restaurants that were touting their selection of Madiran. And Madiran is a really old style of wine. Um, it comes from basically the flatlands north of us, about 20k, so really close by. Um, so if you're in visiting the Pyrenees and, and you're staying in Tarbes or Po even, you could pop up there and check it out. Big, robust red wines, mostly Cab Franc. They have a local grape called Fair Cervidoux, you know, kind of a little bit lesser known, but really typical grape to the southwest. And really good with the rich, you know, kind of hearty food that they are known for in the sooth- in the southwest or cassoulet and stuff like that. So, you know, if you like Malbec, uh, you know, stop drinking that and start drinking some Matiran.
0: There you go. There you go. So the Tourmalet, Matt, is just ah. such an epic climb. We have sure was. a lot of things we can talk about yeah. here in terms of the history of this climb uh, vis-a-vis racing, pro racing, obviously. Uh, just the tour has come up here so many times. Uh, might be best to start at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is 1910. Ooh. It was actually the tour's first high mountain stage. Wow. They they went into the Pyrenees, and uh, yeah, they they went over the top of the tourmalet and famously octave Lapise yelled at the organizers and called them uh murderers i think or something like that yeah it, it's a you know classic early tour stuff uh, this, sure it
1: wasn't paved obviously no
0: oh, definitely not it was yeah. it was dirt and these guys were on heavy bikes single speed bikes it was just downright cruel sounds brutal yeah and and it's, it was included many times thereafter of course and uh, another famous time the tour went here was in 1913, and that's when Eugene Christoph uh, broke his fork and had oh, yeah. to fix it in a local blacksmith shop. Or
1: forks, as it were, in, yeah. in England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have two.
0: He uh, he had he took it took like
1: two hours to fix this thing. Yeah, I mean you had to work the bellows, right? Or well, he, he couldn't. That's what happened.
0: Yeah, so he actually so it took him two hours, and he got fined ten minutes on the overall oh, because my God. he had to get the local kid to help him. Uh, pump the bellows on it.
1: A little extra level of suffering there, just yeah. to, just a kick.
0: Yeah, just classic. Terrible. Classic old school tour stuff. Um, we've got some other great little vignettes. Uh, Batekia went over the Obisque with a 37-minute lead um, right. back in 1924, uh, and then he went to the Tourmalet, and he increased his lead even more in another 11 minutes, essentially. Wow. Um, big day there. Federico Bajamontes, um, who's got one of the best nicknames in cycling, I'd oh, say. Yeah? The Eagle of Toledo. Whoa. Now, I know you're a big fan of the nickname Il Falco. Il
1: Falco, Paolo Yeah, That's Dele. a good nickname, Hero too. of mine.
0: I like, how, I like how specific the Eagle of Toledo is. True. That's what does it for me. Yeah. But um, anyway, Bajamontes was like the king of the Tourmalet. No way. He uh, went over the top. He led the race over the top in the Tour a record four times. Whoa. There's even this crazy story of how in, in 1954, he was way out the front, and he was so far up the front, he actually stopped for ice cream at a cafe at the Tourmalet.
1: Oh, I would definitely do that if I was <laughs> way up the front like that.
0: It, yeah, classic. And I, I must add that uh, I have to give props to Rafa's Guide to the Pyrenees for uh, some of these great stories. It's a really nice book, and I, I, I really dug into it to get ready for all these cool. all these climbs we're doing, mentally prepare myself. And it's
1: the highest point in the Pyrenees, like we said before, it's also sort of uh, the highest point in in this old route for us, obviously, because of the past that yeah. goes over it. So it's
0: yeah, it's clearly today was one of those days. Monster. And I gotta the, the the main thing I really want to talk about though, in addition to all those really cool stories, the main thing I want to talk about in addition to all those cool stories is the nineteen sixty nine tour. And this was Eddie Merckx's tour. Uh, and I get some of this information out of the Merckx 525 book, which is a Velo Press book, also cool. a great book. All about Eddie Merckx, obviously. 525 being, of course, the number of professional wins during his career, which is insane. Just a couple. You know, a handful. Yeah. He, uh so this, this comes after the Giro when he was uh, summarily kicked out in Savona oh, uh, for a, a questionable doping thing. And mm. So there's, there's some hanky-panky, gotcha. some question about whether there was...
1: A little cloud-looming.
0: Yeah. Um, in any case, he comes into the tour, obviously with something to prove. On the 17th stage, they go over the Tourmalet, or they were, they were to go over the Tourmalet, and Merckx going into that stage had an 8-minute, 21-second lead in the overall on Roger Pinjion, so, Pretty good lead. Right. So in any other race, any other rider, it would be play defense, right? Sure, of course. You don't need to go on the attack. Nope. Why would you go on the attack? Well, it's Eddie Merckx, right? Yeah, you're Eddie Merckx. Exactly. So they did the Perissure, then they did the Aspen. By the way, this is another one of those big days. Like, we, yesterday... We yesterday about the other day. Yeah, yesterday oh, we were marveling at how long and hard these... Yeah, what
1: did they do? They did Parasour uh, uh, the, and... When? For one. this one. Oh,
0: yeah. For this one, yeah. Perissure, then Aspen. And then they reached the Tourmalet. Now, they're going the opposite direction. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, probably the other way than we rode today. <laughs>
0: Correct. Opposite of what we rode today... You and I will ride Aspen tomorrow, yeah. of course. And so they came from the east side. And then, so going over the top of the Tourmalet, Merckx uh, just, just decided to put in a little little dig toward the top, <laughs> as, as you do. And then without knowing it, he kind of just got a gap. And he, he rode, it, rode alone on the descent, cruised downhill, and there was still 140 kilometers to get to the finish in Wurranks. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, <laughs> he, he just, he carried on. That's a, outrageous. Yeah, right, you know. He carries on, and uh, at, at one point, at one point he looks back, and there's a group, the, the chasers, like 300 meters behind him. And really close. And he just
1: keeps going?
0: And he just says, nah.
1: For like 140
0: to, more cash. I'd like to keep doing this, actually. This, this has been enjoyable. I'd mm-hmm. like to keep doing this. So, off to the Col du Soulor. And that is, uh, of course, a climb that we did. Unbelievable. And Probably from the harder side. No, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I'm not ins- Either way. I think it is backward stage- yeah. of stage two. Yeah, I think so, actually.
1: Stage two of the Hode route here. course. Yeah. not a
0: real bike race. No. Um, well, no no
1: offense, but. Yeah, not the Tour de France.
0: Not the Tour de France. Up the Soulor, he's got about five minute lead. And then he goes to the Obisque, which we did yesterday. Right. Awesome Obisque. And then his lead is up to seven minutes. <laughs> and yeah, by the time he reaches the descent, the, he reaches the village after the descent. He's got eight minutes. Unbelievable. And then he makes his way to Muranx, and finishes with about a seven-minute, 56-second lead. That's crazy. Wins the stage, crushes everyone, does the usual Eddie Marks thing that he has I mean, d- he did for. He's the cannibal. He's the cannibal, and that's exactly what cannibals do. They eat up the competition. And he sure did. That's the tourmaline. So let's get into our last little segment of this podcast where right. we talk about our awards for today. Ah, uh, great. We can't really intro this the same way we used to.
1: Hmm. No. We, we
0: were making some cracks about how we weren't going to be really relevant to the awards ceremony, but I guess I. have to Yeah. Show, well, especially to show we had today. to go
1: out there and we had to go down to there to go get your your Sorry stage about that. win. Sorry. Sorry.
0: Hmm. Messed that one up. Nice. All right. Well, here are our awards. We just like to have fun with this. Uh, what was the kid accessory of the award award of
1: today? Oh boy, I. I think it's gonna have to go to the high level of compression that was out there today. People are really compressed in this race. So much compression.
0: Compression stockings
1: are yeah. de rigueur. Even arm compressors, lower back compression type jerseys, it's all happening up here. So. I just
0: compress my whole head. Yeah. Just yeah. like
1: wrap it around like it's a ninja. Key to success compress he it compressed. compress it yeah
0: and that italian dude who smoked me at the top of the tourmalade was he compressing compressed
1: man and i was riding up too with an italian guy also compressing wow and he was also really strong so
0: business idea listeners if you got a compression sock business you want to make it big sell
1: them in italy definitely start going to italy, the italy and yeah make it happen the italy market is ripe for another yeah, so compression definitely sock bring brand. your compression socks yeah maybe some
0: bright colors Oh, yeah, the more
1: high vis, the better.
0: That might appeal to them. What was your regret today, Matt?
1: Um, It's probably a little bit lame. I had a really great day. I felt super strong, but I did not stop and take a photo at the top of the Spendels. It was just one of those moments where it was just really beautiful. And by the time I got down there, I was like, you know, I really should have pulled out the phone there for one more minute and, and taking it in. So well, plus, I'm going to try to do that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I would recommend it. But plus your phone bag, your little plastic phone yeah, bag. Yeah, i got my
1: phone in like a phone bag that's all like jumbled in my back pocket. <laughs> and so it's like
0: you can't even open it, right? You no, it all- screw
1: that. It's all broken. It's old. Yeah, who knows?
0: Uh, well, we'll figure that one out for you. Yeah. My regret... Uh, I regret not taking the funicular lift in Po oh, before we left. It.
1: We didn't have time. We were a little frantic this morning, 6 a.m., yeah, but... that's true. Mm. We'll a, have to go back to Poe and take would, the funicular. I would,
0: I would like to ride the funicular. That would yeah. be very nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a cool feature of Poe. Uh-huh. Yeah, so weird moment of the day. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Uh, we might have two, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might be a tie.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, for me, we're we're about halfway up the, the Tourmalet. Oh, yeah. And... There's a station where they have a restaurant and some other yeah, things. Yeah, so sort of
1: the base of a ski station.
0: And it was a, a traffic jam. There were oh, yeah. just like Again, campers, this
1: bank holiday. cars.
0: Yeah, it was a mess. Everyone was trying to turn. Guys are whipping U-turns in their little rentals. Oh yeah, backing Get, out
1: RVs and stuff. Yeah,
0: just so sketchy. Yeah. You know why? Why? There's some sort of sheep. There's festival. a sheep
1: festival. I think it was a sheep auction. Sheep painted blue. People sitting around and about to like get their new herd of sheep. A sheep down auction. Yeah, that's what that's held up the Fête des Moutons.
0: The Fête des Moutons. Yes, that's what held up the Haut Rue Pyrenees
1: today. Is yeah, the, yeah, the
0: sheep auction.
1: A little bit of a uh, bit of traffic, you know, yeah. in the way of sheep.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. Hmm. You know, it's only in Europe where you you just like have this just. Pandemonium. Yeah. You just blast
1: miles high up in the mountains. You just blast through it and do the best you can. Really fun.
0: Uh what was the, the second one was also similarly oh, trying crazy. I don't remember what it was. Well we were coming out of the, the that last time segment.
1: We Oh man, that was hectic. So we, yeah, we I think we had just finished the last time we the had, segment. We
0: had and we we sat up and it so was nice. So everybody just we're trying like, to not be right,
1: cross-side anymore. Sit up, slow rolling into the village. Finish your bottle. Yeah, so we've got to go around a couple roundabouts and you know we sort of merge with the local here from Tarb that's like crew. Cruising around a really small mountain bike, like wheel tires super flat.
0: Just some kid, basically. Yeah, merges into traffic. Headphones.
1: Yeah, headphones on. And uh, we hit one of these rotaries, and he just decides to, like, completely come to a skidding stop, like, yeah. in the middle of this group of 20 yeah, of us. Yeah, it almost
0: took out, it took out our whole group. Yeah,
1: we all of a sudden, after six hours on the bike, are looking around like, who just totally bailed right there? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, luckily it wasn't. Uh, anyone got hurt or anything, and but that was definitely a funny and weird moment.
0: That was some good weirdness of the day. That was definitely some good weirdness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, well, off to tomorrow. We've got stage God, a monster four. Tomorrow. Yep, it's basically like a shark's tooth type thing. Yeah, this looks
1: kind of scary. Four
0: big climbs. We've got mm. 122.7 kilometers, so actually not quite that long. Yeah, but. Tarbs, and then we finish atop the Col du Portillon.
1: Mm. Or as I like to call it, Portillon. Lovely.
0: That's great pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, Col d'Espin, Col d'Azay. Called the Parasur and Portalon. And then Portalon, Portillon. So that's what we've got coming up tomorrow. Yeah. You can tune in then. We'll have another podcast for you. I hope you've been enjoying it. Tweet us at Velonews.com if you're interested in providing some feedback or ask us if we've got any better awards that we can give out. Maybe you have a better idea for an award category. Let us know. Mm. And as always, thanks to our sponsor, Topical Edge. Go to slash Velonews for your free sample. We'll see you tomorrow. Come on, Spencer,
1: we got to go eat some champagne.